So this might be a long-awaited podcast if you knew about my journey (laughs) the last few months, which were, for those who don't know, I did a solo road trip um, from March to May of this year, did 8,000 miles in six weeks, and I want to share with you my experience and especially how I did it while I was still running and trying to grow my business because, as you'll hear... (laughs) There's a lot of similarities that we have in business and in life. I mean, that's what experience being a human is, is being able to have experiences both in your personal and business life that usually have some way of mirroring each other. So I want to share like the main things that did mirror from both business and in life and also give background too for those who are curious about if I do have any other travel plans. Um, and travel content, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So my main intent for why I did this uh, road trip was because I wanted to explore the areas that a lot of Californians seem to be moving to. For those who don't know, I live in California. I was born and raised here in Northern California. It is rather different than Southern California, in case you don't know. Um, But I have always been curious about the last few years, seeing so many of my entrepreneur friends move to either San Diego, uh, Scottsdale, Austin, or Denver, as like the main places people go and I was mainly just curious because during the summer or sorry during the spring uh, I noticed as I talked about this in a previous episode a few episodes back even if your business is not cyclical human like how as consumers we are as humans we are we are very cyclical and very affected by environment so I knew that summer was going to be a really busy time for me it always is with business I have a lot of clients who are launching or promoting something or doing something new. Uh, Same with fall can be rather busy as well. Uh, Usually winter and spring is kind of like the the quieter times. In case you haven't noticed it, you can probably look in any of your business stuff unless you have a seasonal business or push that you did during winter and fall or sorry winter and spring. You probably notice that there usually is a big upswing during those times and a kind of a not a dip but like a, a maintaining if you will during that moment. A lot of people do rebrands and stuff like that. More in the episode that I talked about where how your environment or the subtle factors that can affect sales a couple episodes back. <laughs> Listen to that. But I was curious because I've been in California and I love I love California. I mean cost of living is however, you know, unfortunate. But I, I've always loved, you know, being an hour and a half away from the beach. Uh, I actually stayed in a beach town for three months uh, last year. So I was able to literally be half a mile away from the beach and then 10 miles away from mountains. It was truly like idyllic. And I was curious to see one, where a lot of my friends are going obviously for entrepreneur side, but two was being able to use this kind of like quieter time or more sustainable time to really do big trips when naturally people are a lot more busy during the summer. Like for me, I had a wedding I was gonna be in. I'm gonna be speaking in an upcoming uh, co-working space with one of my uh, clients' co-working space next month, which I'm looking forward to. If you want to hear more about that, I can definitely chat about that as well. Uh, but it's curious because I noticed that it's not a time where a lot of people did travel from March to like early May. So I probably ended around May 10th. That's not usually people go and do stuff after end of May, school is out, that kind of stuff. So my intention was to really understand are any of these places I wanted to possibly move to or just explore more of I have no problem going to places like stay for a couple months to just see if I'd like it like I did with the the beach town in California Um, 
So for those who are wondering before I dive into the business stuff, I really love Scottsdale. Uh, I thought it was a really great area. It was very, as people call it, it's very bougie. Um, but it's very active focus. Like they have literal drive-throughs for salads, or they have literal salad drive-throughs, I should say. And it was just a really cool experience to be able to see. You know, it's it is very pretty. It's also still Arizona, so I went both one time when it was cooler in March, and then one time when it was getting warmer in April. So I kind of experienced a little bit of both. But it was really cool to just be there. I loved uh, the friends that I made there. For those who don't know. I will chat more about that on my Instagram of like who I went to go see and so forth. But it was great to, to meet people there in San Diego. I met with a couple of past clients of mine, which was awesome. And I I liked Encinitas for those who are in San Diego area. The I didn't like San Diego the city that much. It was just really busy. So even though I'm in California, Northern California, especially in certain parts, is not as busy um, as Southern California is. So it was definitely a change to have to have really bad traffic the whole time. I mean, not the whole time, I should say, like, you know, rush hour traffic, stuff like that. So I loved Encinitas area there. Austin, I was not a huge fan of for the weather and the environment, but I love the entrepreneur network there for female entrepreneurs. It is a really great network there if you know the right people. I did my photo shoot there, which I have photos of on my website and on my Instagram. Um, Juliana of Mia is fantastic. It was such a great shoot there. And a really great friend of mine to be able to experience her her uh her expertise with and mine as well and then denver was more just a personal exp- explanation or exploration i should say because i was curious about that city since i had a couple of old friends of mine actually move over there and become flight attendants and then this also been where a lot of californians moved to as well however it was my last trip and i'll explain to you in uh, reason number two why I didn't have as great of an experience. So that's a quick trip. I also did in Arizona. I did a sunrise hot air balloon ride, which was absolutely unbelievable. It was like being on a cloud. My car broke down in Austin. <laughs> my uh, I went to go to this like psychedelic experience, but not with drugs. Very sober in Denver. So if you want to hear these more life travel uh, topics, let me know, and I can definitely do a separate episode on it. But it's funny just because so much has happened. And I was talking to my flight attendant friend of mine who, you know, travels rather often. And she was mentioning how when you travel so much like this, those things that normally would be like miracles or be very, you know, unique or novel kind of gets blended in with it all. I noticed by the end of it, someone asked me, you know, how was your trip here? And I went to two different places that had like water near it. And I was like, I can't remember because all of the beach trips blend together now and all of the the flatland ones blend, um, <laughs> go together. So it's important to, if I could tell anybody, I mean, it was a lot, but if I could tell anybody anything, I would say, make sure if you're thinking about this, you test your limits. This was not my first long road trip. It was just my longest road trip I had done from here to uh Phoenix, Arizona before, which is about 11 hours uh, one-way drive. I've done here from Oregon. I've done here to Idaho. So I've done uh, Nevada. So I've done different ones. I just hadn't done it that consistently before this. So usually there were small trips, but they weren't more than like one or two days of traveling max. So this was literally six weeks and it was usually every other week. If not, I think the last bit of it was every week. I'd be doing nine hour drive days, two or three days back to back. There's a lot on your system, as you'll find out. 
So now with all of that precursor, let me go into the the main things I want to share when it comes to business and how this affected running a business or trying to grow a business while you're on the road. Because I'm not someone I will preface. I'm not a van lifer. Um, I'm not even a full-time nomad person. I like to have a base. What's the word? A home base. Because for me, I think there is something to be said about still having a place that you can call home that feels comfortable to you. When I was younger, a few years ago, I thought that I, I was being convinced by the laptop lifestyle that I wanted to be in Bali the whole time. But I, I knew that and it's why I kind of like dug my heels in. I never wanted to really give up every single thing. I, I, I live uh, the clothes that I wear, even though I am an overpacker, <laughs> I normally wear the same outfits most more often than not. So it's funny because I don't see myself as that. I like to have where I go on trips, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, then come back and home base and trip again. I just do things more frequently than I guess others. So it seems like I would be into that, but I'm not. <laughs> so for those who are thinking of that or just curious about what happened for me, I want to share these like four things that kind of came up that were parallels that happened on the travel side that really um, I saw a mirror from in business. So the first thing was that planning and experiencing are two different things. So I saw this happen. This happened twice. No, three times uh, three times during my travels. So when you're doing a six-week road trip like this, you have to be very meticulous in at least knowing your dates and when you're going to stay places. Because what happened is I booked a lot of my things through Airbnb. So I would need to know not just the day that I'm going to be in the cities I want to be in, but also the days in between where I'm driving. For example, you can't drive from Arizona to Texas in one day uh, unless you want to probably go insane. I don't even know if it's physically possible to. <laughs> so because of that, I had to plan out, okay, what would be the easiest timeline for me to get there? Would it be from here to New Mexico? And how long of driving would that be? Would it be too much on my system? And then doing an Airbnb, making sure that there's one near the highway, but also in a big enough city to be able to go to Walmart or Target to pick up some stuff for. So all of these factors are coming in. So I basically, before I left, uh, bought everything, you know, airbnb everything that I could for the whole six weeks so I could feel comfortable knowing that I had a place to stay in every single part. The issue was that on the first part and the middle and the last part, almost every part actually of the trip, I changed my Airbnb reservation. So what happened was in San Diego, I you know, I plan to stay there for 10 days. I was staying in the heart of San Diego near North Park. It's a very uh, lively area. And unfortunately, I'm a very light sleeper. I sleep with earplugs, white noise, the whole thing. And unfortunately, there is some guy who was just revving his truck at 6 a.m. every morning. And I was already, that was, that was the first leg of the trip. And I could feel that I could not be here. I, it was happening for like the first two nights. And I was like, I can't do this for another eight days from supposed to work because at the end of the day what I was doing I was road tripping but I was not taking off work and that's part of what you'll hear about in a second around how you know burnout can happen but I was like I can't do this I can't I can't put myself through this for another week and also be able to to be sharp for my clients and sharp for myself and my business so I ended up having to during spring break week which was already a terrible thing <laughs> was having to then look frantically in the morning with like four hours of sleep on me what are some airbnbs near me that i can get into that are you know san diego's rather it's a more expensive city for sure i was just in miami before that so miami was very expensive as well but i noticed there was this place that was really beautiful my my prerequisites changed from being just like 
you know, cheaper to, and also in the city to now being, okay, what's quieter, secluded, and, you know, more off the beaten path. Like suburbs are a really good area for me to say normally just because it's going to be quieter for sleeping and also usually more walkable. I do like to do long walks for those who are with me on Instagram. So I ended up frantically <laughs> getting a place actually in Encinitas, which is about 20 miles up from San Diego City, packing up everything within the first two days of being in San Diego, my first stop, and having to go up to Encinitas and stay the rest of the time in Encinitas. And I had the best time. Not because anything changed really, but because I allowed myself to be flexible, even in the face of having a quote-unquote perfect planned out plan and even paying a little bit more for that place anyway. It was the best decision I could have made because I was able to be half a mile away from the water before I was very inland in San Diego where it would take, a, take you a long time to get there. I was in this like a beautiful treehouse thing that had the exact branding that I was actually going for my business at that time when I rebranded. So I did a full photo shoot in there. They had a full kitchen. This The other place that I was at was just had a little bit of a kitchenette. It had uh, a living space, the other place was a studio, and I was near Trader Joe's, like this newest cute little downtown area. So it worked out so much for the better, but I would not have known that if I didn't make the choice to just commit to the uncertainty of it, but trusting that something was calling me to be able to get out of there and choose this place. And the same thing happened for me actually in Austin, where... I was supposed to stay there for three weeks because that was, again, one of the main places that I know a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs stay. And within the first four hours of being there, I realized this is not the place for me. Like, blank. It was three weeks in or about a month or three weeks into my road trip, and I just knew that this place was not meant for me to, to live in. I, I don't think traveling to places that you uh, want to go to or, or don't want to live in aren't bad. I was just, for that, for the literal intention that I told you of this trip, it was not hitting that intention so I actually decided to within a day of being at that Airbnb and also the Airbnb looked a little bit sketchier than the photos had shown that I decided to within four hours rebook to an air to an Airbnb in Scottsdale and actually do an extra thousand mile road trip back to Scottsdale for an extra five days so that I wouldn't be in Austin for that much longer and the last part was on the trip for Denver was my last part, which is around six weeks. I was burnt out, and you'll hear in um, the next reason after this, the next lesson, was I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't continue to have change be every day for me. So I actually ended up leaving two weeks early and driving back home two weeks early, which was fantastic for me. But it was, again, every single time I was able to see how planning and experiencing and executing are two different things and our attachment to that plan can greatly affect our experience because even in business and this is where i'm going to help you to relate it to business <laughs> in case you don't see the correlation in business it's very easy especially for someone like me who helps out to create marketing strategies to help get more sales in the door for clients it's easy to see that plan as a one-off being like that's the perfect plan it came in it was downloaded and your people i know need it what it lines up perfectly with the dates you want that kind of stuff but the issue is when you have a plan and you are not flexible even as you're scaling even from a clients who are seven figures and over you are going to shoot yourself in the foot so much more than just being flexible and doing 
you know, frequent check-ins with yourself to see if this actually is the right thing or do you need to adjust? That's why for a lot of my clients, when we do marketing campaigns or when we do marketing pushes for stuff, that I usually offer them support after the strategy is created on an ongoing basis until it's done. Because for me, there's going to be a chance that something comes up, whether it be personally, you know, I've had clients who've had a loss in the family or they've gone through a personal loss, whatever it might be that they had to, to change from it or business-wise, they're, they're not getting the leads they're wanting to or like a conversion thing was off and needs to be readjusted. So I'm saying this because if you were to attach so much to the first plan, you're not going to be able to see the true reality of like how much better your, your experience could have been if you just chose to be a little bit more flexible. And I'm saying that someone who's still practicing that in their life and business, it is something that, especially for my people who are overthinkers or analytical or have that strategist mindset or even just you know attachment mindset with it it's very easy to like hold on to that plan because it's the one thing you can control but the thing is is that in reality we can't control anything except for our reactions and what we choose to do about that so that was what this travel or this trip was such an amazing experience for me to see was that during travel I was fantastic at that. One, I was also solo. It is different when you have a partner. But two, it's that sometimes also we can we can deflate how much those experiences are actually true and the same for business. Because even for me, I know that I was putting business so much higher of a weight in my mind of like this lesson does not correlate here because this skill I learned here doesn't correlate there. But it, it really does. As I said at the beginning of this, we're all here to use those experiences we've learned to become better people, to become better business owners. And it's something that I saw time and time again, literally through every leg of my trip, and what I see time and time again for all of my clients, for even clients that I have who we've promoted their product five times in the last uh, year and a half. So we've done a promotion every, every quarter almost for the last year and a half, and it was a steady incline every single time. And then this last round, was crap because the timing was off, the consumer wasn't there yet because A, B, C, D, E, you know? And it was, we had to do on the clock changes to the budget, to how she was promoting it, to what we were even offering at that time, and then readjusting for the next round. Because at the end of the day, just because you have to change the plan does not mean that you're a failure and does not mean the plan you did create was bad. It just means that life gave you something to have feedback on and you have to react and decide what you want to do with that information and that's as simple as it can be but it's our attachment and the means we make to those that really affect us there next is i'm trying to keep this uh light so if i need to go deeper in another episode let me know <laughs> the next is hitting a limit so especially in business like i mentioned i've been hinting at for like the freaking many of times <laughs> around what this meant for me when it comes to this trip was that I was supposed to go originally on eight weeks. It's supposed to be an eight week trip, like all the way around. It ended up being six weeks because I noticed that for me being by, I think week four or week five, my body was just done with change. Again, I had done trips before that were usually two weeks. Even the trips that I did, like the being at the beach town for three months, I moved to a place. I was out of vacation rental for three months. So it wasn't I wasn't moving around, I just moved once, if that makes sense. So this was constant movement. I was changing Airbnbs at least every week or at least every couple days. I was driving every couple days. I was in different states every couple days. 
and your your body can you know only do so much even to the best of your abilities and you don't know your baseline until obviously you get tested <laughs> and that's what happened to me where I had my issue of I'm going to do this eight weeks not thinking that my body would have an issue with that and by week five I was in Denver and I was crying I was bawling because what I realized was after those six weeks I had not taken a full day off and I know this sounds weird because you're thinking well you did a road trip isn't that technically taking time off I took off no off days when I wasn't driving I was working or I was exploring the city and this is a very I'm saying this with a lot of um understanding that this is a very um privileged thing to, to be able to experience but because of that, I wasn't giving myself actual time to rest. I, Looking back at it, I, I don't think there was more than maybe an afternoon where I truly just let myself, you know, veg out because I was like, you know, I'm only in these towns for a couple of days. I have to continue. I have to go forward. And when I was in Denver, my body was so done that it, I did not even want to go explore at all. I was so mentally just tired of the change that I had hit my own limit. I had hit my my body's and mental baseline of being able to have s continuous feedback from. And it's the same thing in business, where if you don't know what your body or even like your energy or mental state is its baseline, you're going to get close to burnout. And the funny thing is too, not funny, but unfortunate, just how life is, every level you go up higher, usually your energy and your mental state and your body gets a little bit less open it gets a little bit eat it gets a little bit less bandwidth than you're used to because one you're older probably but two it's because you're starting to then establish better boundaries for yourself usually as you scale up higher you put in more time for your personal life for yourself and you don't want to give it up again and you shouldn't but also it's just this thing of you know you're calling back in your life it's why you'll see it on part of my website the the video that I have on there at the homepage, the end of it says welcoming yourself back into your life because so much of us prioritize our business over our life to grow it, which I understand is how we, we felt like we needed to do. But now when you're at the space where it's your body won't let you do that, like it physically won't let you continue forward, you have to make a change. And this is where too that the third one comes in around change can sometimes feel fun for a time especially as someone for me who loves novelty who loves something new but there are seasons where you can explore and you can push further and you can really you know embrace change to the fullest and there's times where you need to retreat and relax it's why i talked about the environment around how winter and spring naturally we're a little bit slower and we ramp up during the, the summer and winter because our bodies need that especially as women we have to go through literal 28 day cycles with um, our time of the month. So if you don't honor that, those periods, and don't honor your baseline or bandwidth, your body will let you know, and you'll probably go into burnout, which will make you not be able to show up in your business. And that'll lead to, you know, everything under the sun from low leads, low income, whatever. So I'm saying that to hopefully help those to start to understand and take better note of what your body is telling you. Because when I got back from the road trip and I finished the wedding that I was in, I was out for five days from a migraine. I don't ever get migraines. I don't ever get fatigued that way. I was out. I could not thinking hurt for five days because my body was so, it was recouping all of that time, all that stress that I had put it under from just a constant movement and gave it to me when I was relaxed. So I'm saying this to hopefully help those who need to hear it, that 
this is not a time that you need to push forward, especially as you're growing your business more. You need to be more efficient about it to be more effective. But also, if you're in a period where you need the retreat, when you need the the, the, the slowness, let yourself do that. And it's why I believe funnels and these automated pieces are a really big proponent of that. They allow you to have that space for when you do have to go through emotional highs and lows. For those who are in human design, I have an emotional authority. So like I do go through highs and lows. And as women, we have time of the month. <laughs> so it's important that you have also these systems in place that can help you with that as well. Last thing that I want to go into, because I want to make this super long, is, you know, I learned, and this is going to be a weird one, so stay with me, but I learned that life goes on without you, but it's worth knowing that because it does, to do what you want, do exactly what you desire to do. So here's what I mean. When I got back from the road trip, again, I'd been gone for about six weeks to eight weeks. I was driving down one of my hometown's roads and saw there was a huge apartment building being built, which was not there before. And it kind of hits you when it's one of your hometowns or a place that you've been in for a while. It's like, oh, wow, things are literally moving without me. Uh, one of the, you know, stores, what's it called? Closed <laughs> permanently. And it was one of these moments where I felt like, wow, I feel like an outsider, but also in the same way, it validated that we're meant to not let our circumstances be the only thing we use as like a barometer of this is what I can do or not do. Things will move on with or without you. And I saw that especially when my mom and stepmom passed away when I was young, that their losses were always felt. But as time went on, you know, time went on. And that even though you can still feel those losses, that's why life moves forward no matter if you want to or not, you will age. <laughs> so it's important to realize that during these times of whenever you do things for yourself, that don't look at it as you're sacrificing something or you're choosing either option. It's that you're doing something you desire. And if you don't, it's going to happen regardless. That apartment's going to be built regardless of whether I'm there or not. Those things that are happening in your business are going to happen regardless whether you react to them or not. But if you don't do what you desire or honor those nudges, you're going to continue to push that down and make your life and business so much harder and less fulfilled. So I'm hoping these lessons will help you out as they were big ones for me to learn and still put into practice in my day. And that for those who do want help in the business side of it, and also the fulfillment side of how to make their life and business feel better, uh, regardless of, of road tripping, but you want your business to be something that you get lit up about and that your offer not just gets sold, but also really reaps the rewards of having the impact you desire, then DM me because there's some offers I'll be opening up soon for those who are in the right place to have some support and true strategy and true transformation that's still flexible to what their life and what they desire to go through. So leaving that there, I hope to hear from you. Let me know how this resonated and let me know if you don't want me to do a separate episode on just like all the travel stories that I have because there are many. So hope this is beneficial for you.